First Light Coffee Whiskey is for those seeking adventure. They exist to provide the perfect spirit for celebrating life's best moments when and wherever they occur. Winners of half a dozen SIP awards, First Light's whiskey blends real coffee extract with American whiskey and organic agave. Head to firstlightwhiskey.com to find their original and dark roast whiskeys at your favorite beverage shops and cocktail purveyors. Shop now on firstlightwhiskey.com. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Coffee People podcast presented by Roast West Coast. I'm Ryan Wolt, and this is the show where I bring you the inspiring entrepreneurial stories of coffee people. Thanks for joining me today on the very last episode of Season 7. Our show features Libby and Victor Aragin, the founders and co-roasters of Romantics Coffee. They are a family roasting company that works in small batches that they make for dreamers and believers in San Diego, California. I emphasize the family part of that statement. In fact, you might hear their kids and the family dog in the background of this podcast. While you're listening today, go to RomanticsCoffee.com or follow at RomanticsCoffee on Instagram so you can better envision the old Hollywood vibe of the brand and maybe tempt yourself with one of their medium roasts. I know you're out there listening and you can probably multitask, so while you're doing that, I'm going to start the show. Thanks for joining me once again for another interview with some coffee people, Libby and Victor Aragin of Romantics Coffee. I've got one more warning, which is we have a new puppy, and I'm distracting him with a bunch of peanut butter right now. But yes. he may join us at some point. No worries. You'll probably <laughs> hear our dogs too, or kids. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, uh, to the both of you, welcome to uh, Coffee People from Rosequest Coast. That's the first time I've said that. I'm wondering if you could do me a favor and just introduce yourself and the name of your company and maybe uh, let us know how you guys met. I'm Libby. I'm Victor. We are married and um, started Romantics Coffee and met about 16 years ago at work. So you guys have been been in it for a while. How long has coffee been something that you guys bonded over or did together? It started with uh, typical big box coffee dates, and he wasn't really a big coffee drinker. I brought more coffee into his life and then, um, you know, started with the sugary drinks and moved into real coffee profiles. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a place for both. I'm drinking a fairly terrible uh, decaf coffee right now <laughs> that I found in the liquor cabinet because I thought oh, okay. I, wa- I wanted to have a cup of coffee with you guys. Nice. <laughs> well, let's uh, just start with some history about the two of you. I'm, I'm assuming you both uh, have kind of a different story that kind of meshes together at some point. But I'm wondering if you coffee was, besides these big box dates, was part of your life before? Kind of if you remember your first experience with coffee that made you think, this is pretty interesting, um, and maybe going beyond that big box uh, coffee and into something different. I'll go first because my story is probably a lot quicker than hers so um 
as far as coffee goes for me growing up, you know, um, all the men in my family just drunk, just drank black coffee, you know, and it basically looked like motor oil and it was always in the mornings and it was always a couple cups and they seemed to, you know, move around and be pretty responsive. So I was like, man, that stuff must be pretty strong. So, you know, I never asked, I just assumed I really wasn't into coffee until I met her. She, you know, she's right. Like, uh, I didn't know what gourmet coffee was. Uh, to me, a good cup of coffee was just going down to 7-Eleven, getting a large coffee and put a couple creamers in it, and I'd call it good. She actually introduced me to like a mocha, like a real mocha, and um, we'd go get coffee together, but I would never get coffee. I would get a mocha. She kind of eased me into, into the coffee uh, world. That's the long and short of it. And now, now I drink two, three <laughs> cups a day. If I'm not drinking water, I'm usually drinking coffee. I have a little. I'll have a little juice during the day um, before I go to the gym, only for the carbs, you know. <laughs> before you answer, Libby Victor, I'll ask you: Are there any moments where, because I have this little self fulfilling here, where you think, "Man, I could go back in time and just really like that Seven Eleven coffee, and my life would be easier." <laughs> so between you, me, and the wall, <laughs> every once in a while, I still go get Seven Eleven coffee. Oh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I don't think twice about it. Yeah, still good. How about you, Libby? So coffee was always a constant in my life. Uh, growing up, we lived all over the world. My parents just always had the coffee pot on the stove, never moved. It was like 24-7. You want to sit down and have a conversation? We're going to have coffee. And they always invited me to, to join them. And it was a lot of milk and sugar, of course, in the beginning, but even with family at my grandparents' house, it was coffee with the adults. Everybody joined in. They let the kids join. We had coffee in our bottles a few times um, for <laughs> my grandma. So it's it's been, it's almost like comfort food, but it's a comfort drink for me. It just, I don't know, it feels like coming home. Coffee feels like home. Well, that's the youngest I've heard uh, in the bottle, but I, I think there's a chance that my dad might have slipped some brandy in mine a few times. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was being a little squirrely, uh, just yeah, to make sure, yeah. so I can't judge too much. <laughs> At what point in your process and in your relationship did you think, man, you know, this this coffee thing is just something that we want to pursue even further? We're going to go beyond just going to get coffee and drinking it. We're going to start roasting coffee we're going to start exploring this as as a hobby or even more when did that happen and, and kind of what was the tipping point i want to say it was like 11 or 12 years ago i started noticing um these local roasters popping up everywhere and i think the first time i realized it was closer it was possible was seeing the roaster in cafe moto just walking in. My eyes were huge and I couldn't go there without walking by the roaster just to peek and see what was going on. And then I think, uh, oh, I started a, an Instagram of just local roasters and popping into places. And that definitely opened our eyes more. From there, we both just started talking about what we would do, like how we could do our own spin on it started talking names and it was fun at first. And then it got a little bit more serious. The kids started throwing out names for a coffee company. 
that kind of just grew our, sparked our interest. Once COVID hit, I was looking through Instagram probably, and I found the coffee collective, uh, the roastery. And that was like, all right, it's, it is possible. We went and did a tour and got some training and it's been go, go, go since then. And, you know, COVID gave us that time, gave us that time to actually pursue something on the side rather than driving two, three hours in traffic every day. That gave us a little free time before and after work. What uh, were you doing for work or what industry were you in before? The, I'm assuming you are also still working at mm-hmm. some point. I think we emailed a little bit and Romantics Coffee isn't your full-time job yet. Correct. But what uh, what were you doing and, and how did that relate, if at all, into what you're doing now with coffee? Absolutely no relation. <laughs> we, we work in the corporate world and still still grinding. Yeah, it's it's kind of like polar opposite. Just another another experience. Well, then let's go back to the coffee side of it. You discover Coffee Collective and you take a class, you learn a little bit about it. How long are you roasting before you start thinking, okay, not only is it possible for us to learn how to roast, but someone else might actually like to drink this. And I asked that because I tried to brew beer once and it did not go well. So what was your experience? Was it like that first roast was, oh, this is drinkable. We can move forward. Or, you know, how long were you working on this before you felt confident in saying, here's something world. What do you think? We went through quite a bit. Yeah, it was a lot of trial and error. Um, I could see how some, now I could see how some people could pick it up right away. That wasn't the case for us. And, and and also, uh, we didn't have egos going into it. You know, uh, I think we went to enough places. Uh, she would talk to enough people and she was bouncing ideas off of people. You know, we kind of did our, we kind of did our due diligence before we went in. And, um, on my end, you know, it was definitely nerve wracking, you know, when I go into doing something, I, I like to go into, I get a little tedious, you know, that's just me. I, I want to make sure if I do something, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to do it well. And I'll ask questions. So when we went, you know, it was like getting something thrown new to you. It's, it's, um, you have somebody trying to help you and, and we'd ask questions, but you know, you'd forget right away as soon as you would ask the question. So then you're like, I'll oh, screw it. I'm just going to wing it. Cause I, you, you gotta, you just gotta dive in. Right. So, um, I'd probably say we we went we went roasting now at, at least a good half a dozen times before mm-hmm. it even tasted like coffee, right? Like <laughs> it was just brown water, right? Like like easily you'd go you'd spend an hour roasting, you'd come home with your sample bags and and it's just brown water, and you're like, there's nothing there. And I want to say probably like the sixth time, you, you know, you you go to cup it and you're like, whoa, that that's something, you know, and then. Then we were able yeah. to share with family. <laughs> it sounds, it actually kind of looks as I'm watching you, like you can kind of remember that emotion of here's something I made and it actually kind of worked. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. yeah I remember like it was yesterday. Right. And then <laughs> now, uh, now when we go roast, yeah, it's, we're fairly confident, you know, we. We're still learning. Yeah. We're There's still learning still, by all means. It's you know. a science. I think mm-hmm. that's the, uh, the, biggest lesson I've learned so far is that it's actually a science. You don't just go in and I'm, yes, there's machines that will roast for you and they have pre-programmed, but for the most part, 
you're you're running the show you're it's time and heat and there's different variables with the beans and it's been fun to learn but yeah it's it's not easy and that might be the fun part too Yeah. Uh, there's a reason I don't do it. And that's because I did not do well in science growing up. My brain is, <laughs> this is an English major brain. You know, that, yeah. that's what this is. <laughs> and I believe you are in the second year of this, of this adventure. Mm-hmm. How do you compare your coffee from then to now? How has your process changed in that time period? At some point you decided you felt comfortable enough, not just to share, but to actually sell your coffee. What made you think that was reasonable or was it more of a justification of the money you were spending at coffee collective well i, I think when we go roast we uh we went into it um we really didn't tell anybody that it was going to be a company where we were going to like actually go out and sell coffee it was something that we told people it was a hobby and um, we were like hey try this out what do you think and people would try it and they'd be like oh this was good and they'd be like oh yeah we did that you know we're like hey we roasted this can you try it it's free but we just want your honest truth, you know, and, and we asked a lot of pe- we asked a lot of people who we trust. Like for me, I wanted somebody to tell me how bad it tasted, right? Like I, I wanted just them to be brutally honest. You know, we got, we got the response we wanted, you know, people were like, oh, it's too strong or I don't taste anything or it's, you know, it's not, I, I like it as an espresso. I don't like it as a drip, you know, like we're getting all these different answers and then um, we kind of nailed down our, our first, uh, you know, our signature roast, the riches of the poor. We kind of, kind of nailed it down, and we had a serious heart to heart, and we were like, "Hey, well, enough people have tried it. We're getting pretty consistent at it. Let's let's try to see if we could sell some." We went in and we roasted like twenty pounds. That first roast, as soon as we put it on the website, it, it sold out like in like in an hour. But, you know, that was like her mom, my mom, it was like <laughs> our cousins, it was friends, you know, they were like, oh, well, you know, that that first round was just friends and family trying to support, right? But what what they didn't realize is that that helped like recoup some of the expenses, right? So then we got to go out and roast again. That second time around, you know, the friends and family that bought the first time that wanted to support, well, they were like, well, we did it for you the first time. So now we were like kind of on our own and it was kind of just word of mouth after that. And and we did well and it actually sold out, you know, and, you know, we roasted more than 20 pounds. I can't remember how many we did, but it sold out like in less than a week. Yeah. Then we kind of looked at each other like, whoa, this is it's pretty rad, you know, like. That was like the first year. That was like. First year, friends and family, slow grind, you know, as we could. Yeah. And then second year, it's been a, a slow progression. But, you know, I have a hard time comparing because you see all the other local roasters and everybody's doing their own thing. So I have to stop and say, don't compare. I think it's slowly progressed really great for where we're at. We have some some future goals, but year one, yeah, year one was a lot of trial and error, learning, and family and friends carrying us through it. Year two, we've it's still exciting when we get an order from somebody neither of us know, and I even I'll ask them like, "Do you know so and so?" Because it's it's really awesome, you know. And then and then they come back, and it's just 
that's the the payoff right there. It's people like it and they're coming back and we don't know them. So <laughs> I think that feeling sticks with you. I don't know that it goes away if you're still excited about what you're doing. I still feel that way. And at this point, my friends and family are sick of me after years of different projects. So I know it's not from them, but when I see something new in someone, something come in and I don't know how they connected to me in any way whatsoever, I'll often like reach out and be like, Hey, I just wanted to know, like, I'm super excited to see your name on this list, but who are you and where did you come from? (laughs) And uh, it's always exciting to hear that, that somewhere out in the world, somebody shared my stuff with them. and, And I think that's exciting. Let's talk about that. You have a website. Your name, uh, Romantics Coffee. I hope I'm saying that right or not mm-hmm. skewing it a little bit. Uh, where did the name come from and the branding come from? And you mentioned the name of that first kind of dialed in coffee, Riches of the Poor. What was the strategy for that? It sounds like, and I just want to I'll, I'll loop back a little bit to what you said earlier, but you might have had a name or some ideas for this before you were e- really even into it. So how did that uh, get established? Where did that come from? Yeah, like I said, we we would throw out names all the time, just random text each other a name and one would veto it or we'd be sitting at dinner and throw out names and the kids would say, no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> We've always been kind of cheesy romantics in our relationship. And I, I like the... I like the feeling of it, not the the lovey-dovey hearts and cheesiness. I like the feeling where, you know, romance is found in loss and pain and fear and adventure. I like the little, your heart skips a beat kind of feeling. And that's what I want people to get from our brand. It's not all, you know, hearts and cheesy. And it, it can be sometimes, but I think we both kind of resonated with that same thing with our names. You know, we want them to be reflective of the brand, but not carried overboard and hoping they carry that through. <laughs> I was going to say that I don't see a lot of, I'm kind of scrolling through your, your social feed right now, actually, as we're talking, just kind of giving myself a reminder. I don't see a lot of hearts uh, to begin with, but I, I feel a very classic old Hollywood vibe mm-hmm. to it, you know, like uh, even in the in the font that you chose. Yeah with the cursive. So with that, you start this company, you're doing it on the side, you've got a family, you're obviously very busy. How does this fit into your life as a couple? I mean, how does working together with your spouse work (laughs) for you? (laughs) It seems like you have a pretty good uh, vibe together. So I apologize if I'm imposing. No, no, no. It's, yeah. Well, we met at work, but we've never worked together. So the company we work for has tons of office space. So we've never carpooled together. We've never worked together. He has many different hobbies as well. So this is this has been fun to have something together. We go roast. We sit in the car together for a long time, just the two of us, which has never happened yeah. that often before without kids in tow. So it's actually been a learning experience to work together, but it also comes natural. We have good communication. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been fun. It's been good. I've worked with my spouse, my wife Trina. We actually met at work as well, but it was at Old Navy in nineteen or no two thousand and one, maybe. So it's been a minute. 
<laughs> we've since then worked several jobs together. And even now she helps me with things and we do events together and things. So I know there is a line between our work relationship and how we talk to each other about work mm-hmm. and our personal relationship. And you've mentioned a few times that you have kids who have given you feedback and things without getting into the details of them. How do you see this uh, as a family thing? I mean, do you guys do events or together or pop-ups or anything like that? Yeah, so we've, we've had a couple pop-ups and we have a um, we have a teenage daughter, our oldest daughter, Veda. She's rad. She's just like a genuinely a rad kid and um, she's really smart. She's probably a lot smarter than I was at that age, right? But um, <laughs> uh, she helps us out a ton and it is all family. Like uh, yeah. our first... The first pop-up we had, like the most stressful one, my mother-in-law, her mom was in the back helping us wash dishes to keep everything clean, you know. Um, She was the grunt and and she helped us out, you know. So it's big time family operation. And um, at this point, I'd I'd have it no other way. We're we're still small. You know, hopefully the projection is to get a lot bigger and, you know, we'd probably have to bring on an employee or two outside of the family, which is fine. But right now it's still just real family oriented and, you know, she's the boss and I always make fun of her that she yells at me too much, but you know, the truth <laughs> is she's never yelled at me once. You know, we, uh, you know, we're married and we have kids and, and we've been together a long time, but, um, I think the most important thing not to get cheesy, but she's, she's my friend, right? Like she's my, she's my best friend. First and foremost, she's my wife, but she's my best friend. She knows how to talk to me. And if she has to walk me off the ledge, she knows how <laughs> and, and vice versa. I know her, I know all her little ins and outs. So if she's going off in the left field somewhere, I, I you know, I know, I know how to pull her back. Mostly when, while we're roasting, yeah. we'll have to talk to each other. No, 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 it's okay. And, and, and like, let's be honest. I mean, when has ever yelling at, at anybody ever worked for anything? Right. So like, why, why would I yell at her? And why would she yell at me? Right. You get, get, uh, if you talk to somebody, you're going to get a lot further, you know, and I'm naturally a quiet person, so I don't, I'm beside myself for even doing this, but, um, <laughs> yeah, communication is definitely key. Yeah. But, um, but the, Between, even the younger kids, they'll, we'll get them in there cupping. Oh yeah. We have them try everything. <laughs> we, we've had them cupping before bedtime before, which is not the greatest parent moment, but you know, they feel involved. <laughs> that is definitely, uh, I almost just want to say courageous on your part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just hoping, you know, it runs through their veins and we have baristas in our future. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask what you see the future as? I know you said growth, but does that mean growth online? Does that mean... And here we had a minor technical glitch. Hang on a second. Buttons, buttons, typing, editing, and back to the show. Well, let's, I want to get kind of back to the coffee side of things. What is something you've learned about coffee in the last two years or running a business uh, that maybe you learned the hard way or you've learned through experience or what has your, what has your feeling been about your putting your foot into this industry that is totally different from what you were doing before? I think that just the roasting aspect has been a big learning curve and like I said before that the science behind it and learning how to adjust with different variables has been I mean for me the biggest lesson that we're still learning with the business permits and 
getting all the correct licenses. It's, you know, I, you read it all over the place that it's hard. Well, it is hard. <laughs> and there's no clear handbook on what you need to do in a checklist. It's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been the biggest hurdle for me. I know that for me, at least, there's uh, there's different when you say licensing out. That's always a challenge. I think California in particular is a challenge. It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Even from neighborhood to neighborhood, the rules are different. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was going to say, like, at least on my end, I, I enjoy the roasting, you know, like, uh, I, I really like the challenge and, and um, I'm always up to learning. I mean, I, I've talked to enough people that have been doing this, you know, a really long time. They they still learn new stuff all the time. This is one of those things where you, there's no end to it, right? Um I think one of the most difficult things on my end is just the business part of it, right? Like I, I feel, I feel really confident in our in our product that it, at least it tastes good, but it's it's going out there and marketing it and trying to get people just to give you a shot when there's so many other people out there. You know, um, they could go down the street and um, where where we live, no one's doing what we're doing right now. You know, and um, it's just easier for them to go to Starbucks, right? Like so, it's it, it's just hard. And that's the frustrating part for me, but I think it's just, you got to be patient. It's a slow game and we're in it for the long run. So I think our, our time will come when, you know, enough people hear about it and try it, that it's going to be more fluid, you know, the, the business side of it. That's, that's probably the most difficult part. Sure. And, and right before we had some technical difficulties, I was asking about the future and where you see that going. Is it staying e-commerce or is there a future in, in a cafe or pop-ups? But what is that, you know, that pattern that you see laying out before you? Definitely, you know, this year we set some goals to be to have some consistent pop-ups. We want people to be able to expect and know when to find us. We started off the year rough with everybody getting sick and then emergency runs. So we're hoping to bounce back now and hit the ground running. Maybe coffee shop or consistent pop-up will happen sooner than later. It's in the works. So (laughs) stay tuned. (laughs) But definitely e-commerce for the time being. Yeah. Well, what's the best way for people to to support your e-commerce or to try you? And if it were me and I were to go online, what is the first thing you'd want people to try that you think represents you that you're selling? Definitely our coffee, our cold brew that we actually, for local pickup, we'll do cold brew and cold brew lattes that are bottled. So if you're not, if you're new to coffee or you still need some sugar, we have a great latte that we feel is great for beginners that want to get that first taste of, you know, small batch roasted coffee, but still have that sugar kick. And then if you're, you already know what you like, we have our roasts online. Yeah, we stand behind it. It's, it's a strong, full body roast. And we roast what we like. We know that there's a lot of lighter roasts that are popular right now. So we're kind of trying to swim against the, the stream and kind of get that into people's homes. <laughs> um, I do have a lot of people ask me about when are dark roasts coming back? And I think that they're there. I think people are doing them. They're just not as celebrated in the moment. So you got to yeah. work a little harder to find them. Yeah. What did I not ask you about? What should you, what do you want people to know about what you're doing, uh, if anything? And uh, what did I miss? 
I don't think you missed anything. You know, we just, we're putting our passion project out there and we're hoping that people enjoy it as much as we do and see that, you know, romance isn't just lovey-dovey. Romance is a feeling. It's that little flutter that you get when you're excited and we want our coffee to get everybody excited too. Last question then before we get going today is when you go out and you're stopping at a coffee shop, what do you, what do you order for yourself? I always do a cortado and Americano. I'll double fist to try both <laughs> at each, every location. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a cold brewer iced coffee guy. So um, I can drink it when it's snowing outside or when it's 100 degrees. It doesn't matter. So it's usually going to be an iced coffee or a cold brew. Um, I still do like my mochas. and then really just whatever the house special is as far as a drip coffee i'll try that too well i would say that you've said this kind of term a few times uh about how you want the the flutter of of emotion of the heartbeat you know being romantic and when i have enough coffees that's how my heart feels as well so i think you've got some some good branding uh in the works (laughs) the good kind though right that's not a fibrillation, is it, bro? <laughs> as long as I don't go to the doctor, I'll never know. Yeah. It's been really lovely just meeting you and chatting with you. I want to thank you for spending some time being on the show and, and for taking the risk to put something that you're doing out in the world. And, and that's always a vulnerable place to be, no matter what it is. Thanks for having us. You're our first podcast, so excuse all the ums. And we're really grateful for you reaching out to us, too. Okay, to recap, it's Libby and Victor and their kids and their dogs and their jobs and roasting coffee and starting a business. It's chaos and the way we all experience chaos, topped with the demands heaped upon entrepreneurs. I know being an entrepreneur, starting a business, it's a choice. And I chose this life and Libby and Victor chose to start Romantics Coffee. But that doesn't mean it isn't hard sometimes and that it doesn't take a little life juggling. All of that effort makes the victories, the sales to strangers, the realization that something tastes better than brown water, a little bit sweeter. And I'll add, I screwed up three cups of coffee today alone. I actually dumped the first batch I brewed. I drank the second and third, and they were fine. And fine was okay today. Mistakes in coffee are part of the process. Libby and Victor roasted a half a dozen times or more before their roasts even tasted like coffee to them. But they kept practicing, and practicing, and driving to the roastery, and roasting more beans, until they felt they had something they could share with the world. And then they got feedback, and asked people they trusted, and got more feedback, and kept practicing. And finally, they were ready to launch Romantics Coffee. I found it interesting that Libby and Victor had very different first coffee experiences. Libby's family used it as a way to connect or facilitate communication. I love that aspect of coffee. For her, coffee feels like home. Victor's family approached it more for the boost, for the daily routine. Think back beyond the first cups you drank. What are your first memories of coffee in your life? Were you exposed to motor oil coffee like Victor? Or your family drinking coffee together over the kitchen table like Libby? Or were you exposed to craft coffee? Or in my case, it wasn't coffee at all. 
My first exposure came in the form of a coffee-flavored hard candy that I definitely thought was going to be caramel. I hated it so much that I didn't taste so much as a sip of coffee for the next two decades. Finally today, the payoff for Romantics Coffee isn't when someone tries it for the first time or even when Libby and Victor see an order come in for a bag. It's when they come back for more. Those of you listening might be one of those people providing that payoff someday. You can get your start by heading to romanticscoffee.com. And you can follow their company, and in some cases family, journey on Instagram, at romanticscoffee. As always, I'll also include those links in this show's podcast notes and in the newsletter on roastwestcoast.com. If you already subscribe, you'll be able to find those links in your email inbox. Roastwestcoast.com is also where you'll find the brand new Coffee Smarter Education podcast. I just got the stickers today. That's where you'll learn the ins and outs of making a better cup of coffee at home. Find the Coffee Smarter thread on roastwestcoast.com or search for Coffee Smarter on your favorite podcast platform. It's a platform I'm grateful to have, and this show doesn't get made without some incredible industry partners that include Café Terre, Moster Coffee Company, Steady State Coffee Roasting, Camp Coffee Company, Coffee Cycle Roasting, Ignite Coffee Company, Marea Coffee, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Ascend Coffee Roasters, and San Franciscan Roaster Company. A giant thank you to our partners and to you for listening and supporting this show. I'm looking forward to getting started on Season 8. We've already scheduled some great interviews with guests from Craft 42 Roasters up in Canada and Roastar Coffee Packaging Company that's actually from my hometown in central Wisconsin. I'll be joining Roastar for some live afternoon podcasting events at next month's Specialty Coffee Association Convention in Portland, Oregon. If you're headed that way, please reach out. I'd love to connect with you, give you one of those Coffee Smarter stickers, and maybe even get you on this show for a few minutes. This episode of the Coffee People Podcast, presented by Roast West Coast, is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded, as always, by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this episode has found you happy, healthy, and with at least enough sanity to make it through the day. Always tip your baristas, and be sure to drink good coffee. Sorry about that. No Still worries. <laughs> yeah, he decided to make his voice heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>